today we're back at West Wine Kitchen, who I've previously covered in episode 14. Today we focus on tasting four of their orange wines from the menu. I love the way they talk about these wines and put them in the context of their customers. Enjoy. So today um, we're starting backwards kind of um, and starting with a really really funky um, orange wine that actually could be even mistaken as a rosé or not even mistaken it could just be a rosé you can see by the color it's um, very deep um, and obviously it comes from a lot of skin contact which um, specifically this wine coming from Georgia called Pheasant's Tears um, had a month of, um, of that of maceration um, and you can well see it and taste it um, the tannins are soft, but it's quite um, punchy. The wine opens up um, quite a lot with a bit of air. Um, and you can typically smell dried fruit. You smell almost cidery, which is actually one of the things that a lot of people say when they f try orange wine uh, for the first time. It's uh, fermented apples, oxidized, um, perhaps green apples. Yeah, I, I totally get that. I mean, this... It's quite boozy, <laughs> really. Um, it, it almost, uh, to me, it almost tastes like a spirit. I mean, it's it's getting a lot of those notes that I associate with whiskey, uh, really kind of coming through. Uh, almost like a, a peaty, um, barrel-y type flavor really coming through. I'm not really getting that much on the nose, but yeah, when, when I'm, you know, taking this down, I kind of know about it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I would have never said um, spirits, but actually that's a good point. Um, it's funny because actually the alcohol I've just seen on the bottle is 11.5, so it's not very high, but it is a punchy wine. Um, I'm glad I warned you from the beginning. <laughs> and like a fun fact about it is um, Pheasant's Tears, and obviously I don't know how to say it in uh, Georgian, <laughs> um, but um, it's um, not only a indigenous grape to Georgia, but also it, it, it relates to back in the days when um, winemakers would make any kind of wine and only the excellent wines would be the ones that would make a pheasant cry um, back in the goddess you know all the kind of we believe in wine and we have no other um, gods um, but yeah that's quite cool okay. and a bit of the taste is um, almond you feel the fermentation um, I do get dried fruit, I do get stone fruits. Um, I think you do have to look for it and, and make sure that you get some air in there and leave it in your mouth for a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's easy to drink um, in the right environment. <laughs> I did not, in my wildest dreams, think that that would be 11.5%. <laughs> I was expecting that to be closer to 14 15% and I guess that's the nice thing isn't it you could actually drink a fair amount of this and, and not have to suffer a, a stinging hangover the next day when we first put this wine on our menu we bought like six bottles of it thinking that it's going to be completely out there and no one is going to want to drink this and I think we um, we first started offering it um, by the glass and we've since then had like a group of fans come in for this wine specifically they order it by the bottle um and the feedback has been that it's completely out there and unlike anything you've ever tasted and completely wild to the point it doesn't even taste like a wine going back to your comment around it almost being like a spirit um but um but i think out of all the wines that we put on our list this is 
by far the most surprising one that we've that's really picked up and really generated interest from um, from our our guests. So um, we're trying the Baglio Bianco, which um, is a Catarato, which is the grape that is found in Etna Bianco. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Sicily, and it's one of my favorite places on Earth. And it's this is from Mount Etna, so you get a lot of the volcanic soil that sort of brings out um, a lot of minerality and sort of flintiness to it. But um, um, one of the things I I can't speak in too much detail about this vineyard specifically because I've not been there. But um, one of the things that just like completely blows me away about Sicilian wine, especially from the Mount Etna region, is it's one of the few places on earth that doesn't have phylloxera. So they can grow um, and produce really outstanding natural wines right now um, with nearly added nothing. And... um, um, and beyond this one, it's just it's a region, especially around the Mount Etna area, where you just get some really cool producers doing really interesting things with the wine, um, like these guys and um, a guy named Frank Cornelison, who does um, pretty cool skin contact natural wines as well. I mean, it's one of our favorite wines and it's the first orange we decided to put on the um, menu as a introduction to people who didn't know um, orange wine. It's again, quite cidery for people who haven't tried it before. Um, It's a lot clearer than the one that we had before. um, And that's because of the fact um, that it has spent a lot less time macerating in the skin. Um, I mean, Sicily is awesome. It has so much sun, but it has a lot of altitude. It has volcanic soils. It's it's just it's it's just such a cool place. And like Jen said, I'm no phylloxera. You can kind of be inventive and not be so scared about, um, yeah, losing a lot of money on <laughs> natural wines, which you could. Um, so no, we this is a lover. Um, just. Just because it's cool to do shout outs, we have a, a um, hair salon next door uh, and the owner is called Tracy, uh, Kahuna's Hair Hop, and she is a fan. We wouldn't say she has one every day because that sounds a bit much, but she loves it, let's say. <laughs> She's the reason why we can't take it off our list ever. So back to the point that we had on alcohol, this again feels so much lighter and easier and refresher, sorry, more refreshing and um, yeah, a little bit more approachable, yet this is higher in alcohol than the one before. Um, so just to put it in perspective of how something can so quickly change when you, you extract so much from a grape, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to see countries that are already so established um, getting out there and promoting uh, this new, well, not so new, but let's say like, this comeback wave of let's, let's drink differently, let's, let's open up, let's just be a little bit more into what's going on with the world and a little bit more um, attached to, to, to yeah, what's, what is going on in every, whether it's humanity and uh, whether it's um, the climate change, whether it's anything, let's just let it just be a little bit more of an expression and celebration of where these things are coming from. Um, so all, all of the wines on our list um, are offered by the glass um, because we really encourage everyone to sort of explore and pair wines with our food. Um, our food here is um, very California inspired. We use a lot of British seasonal ingredients, but we play around with a lot of um, Mexican chilies, um, Japanese spices, um, 
various other sort of Asia, Pacific Asian spices and um, the food's quite playful. So it works well with um, a lot of the natural wines, which are a little bit wilder in their approach. Um, this one specifically, I think, is quite easy to pair with because you get a lot of the sort of like the brighter notes that pair actually quite well with like a little bit spicier, spicier food. So um, our, we're changing our menu as of tomorrow, but um, dishes that have worked really well with this have been um, um, various pumpkin dishes that we've done with an umabushi dressing, um, our kimchi, um, which we house pickled like daikon radishes, which is completely next level and out of this world. Um, but, um, uh, so this, but this is, I think, a very food approachable wine to our, uh, most of our menu. Um, our tacos work wonderfully with this. Um, anything that has got a little bit of spice um, and a little bit of the earthiness with the wine, um, it works brilliantly. And, and one thing to add is that we don't reinvent the wheel here. Um, we serve these wines with what people, where they come from, are eating it with. So this is Sicilian, will be there with fish and different kinds of oils and things that you kind of grow in Sicily. Uh, sure, we don't bring them from Sicily, but we celebrate what we have in Britain and pair it with things like that because, I mean, who knows better than the people that are have lived there all their lives and are producing these wines, right? This wine is um, by um, a vineyard called Natra Kinder, um, and this is their natural wine. Um, their vineyard is converted organic, um, but this is their 100% sort of no SO2 added, non-filtered, crazy natural wine that they do. Um, it's called Dry Frond, which means three friends, um, and it's because it's a mix of three different grapes. Um, the Bachu, the Silvaner, and the Muller Thurgau. Um, I love this wine so much. I think it's just, it's brilliant. It's easy to drink. Um, it's beautiful on the nose. It's got, I think, seven days skin contact. It looks like it's got more, but I think it's only about seven days. Um, the guys who are behind this wine are actually um, a German, I think a German-English couple. Um, the the guy who makes the wines, his name's Michael. He used to work in science publishing, um, and um, and then converted his decided he wanted to become a winemaker. And his family makes wines in Germany, so converted that um, vineyard to organic. And and now I think over the past couple of years makes pretty cool and outstanding wines. Um, this is a new addition to our list. Um, it could I guess be qualified as an orange wine because of the skin contact, but we've put it in the the white section category. <laughs> the appearance is very clear. Um, it's it's a it's, like Jen said. It's a very easy wine to drink. Um, it's it's a bit orange. It's a bit yellow. It's a, it's a, imagine we're drinking something white, but with a lot of H. This doesn't have the H. It's just the skin contact that's showing that. Um, and I mean, fun fact again: Bacchus is grown here in the UK quite a lot um, on the palette um, you get a lot of elderflower which is coming from um, Bacchus and then you have that minerality which comes from Muller-Turgau and Sylvaner. I think this wine for a menu like ours um, works so well because of all, sometimes we use really crazy ingredients I know I mentioned using a Japanese umeboshi plum before but this is like a dream umeboshi pairing it works really well so um, I'd recommend anyone who has this wine get an umeboshi plum <laughs> and try them together on the palette again, it has a bit of a pétillance, a, a, a natural sparkle. Um, so you you don't, you de it's not a sparkling wine whatsoever, but it kind of tickles your tongue if that's a good way of expressing it or describing it. 
Yeah, so it's awesome. It's a it's an it's an awesome wine. It's so easy. It's so nice and refreshing. You could actually have it easily for brunch as well. Um, it's the kind of stuff that could go would go well with almost anything. I love it. I've now got a word, a name for that concept that I was looking for, pétillance, because I have been describing an electric shock or a zing on my tongue when I've had white wines from Galicia. If you know, that's an area where you don't get a lot of sun. Uh, you get lots of rain. It's very green. Ab yeah, absolutely. And it's it's almost like a, a shock. So if you get like a Godeo or a, 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 a blend, a Trechadura from, from this area, th there's definitely notes of that coming out here. I also, for me, this one is more like a cider for me than the, than the previous one. Um, and I personally, I think you could almost give this to somebody and not tell them it was wine and they might think it was a cider um, I, I think it's got that same yeah it's got it's got that same um i think approachability it's it's got that um skin contact which i think you do notice it certainly in the color and i think it, it kind of rounds off the edges maybe with the blends between those those three it feels very much more integrated Okay, I'm starting on this one because this is my favorite wine on the list um, and it has been for a little bit of time, which is insane to say because I never can make up my mind, but I love this. It, it almost it serves as anything. If you want to have a heavy meal, it goes well with it. If you want to have it for brunch, it goes well with it. Um, <laughs> seriously, it's so have good. It have it with a straw, uh, is what Jen said, and I agree. Um, okay, back into the actual facts of the wine. Um, so this is, yeah, exactly, because you don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Um, so this is by Angelino Maule, which also happens to be uh, the producer who we have three times on the list. We have another two of his wines on the list, and I think one is coming, but there's one already there. Um, this is again orange wine, and the grape is Garganega. Um, we he he it's it's a grape he uses a lot um, because, for example, our um, sparkling wine by him is also um, Garganega, and it's called Gargan Go. Um, this is from the estate Sasaya, and in my opinion, it's the most sophisticated orange wine I have ever tried so far i'm not an expert by any means but i i i that's what i would say about it the the, the nose is beautiful that the taste is incredibly um accommodating it's the, the aftertaste stays with you um it's it's a beautiful beautifully made wine um some people are fanatics of um his one called pico um and, and, and yes, I do love it. Pico has a little bit more skin contact and Pico is also making our wine list as of um, tomorrow. Um, but, but Sasaya is just incredible for me. Um, and yeah, and it's, and it's, I think, probably the favorite um, on, on average. It's the favorite. I think it's the fact that we um, discovered uh, sometime this week. <laughs> um, it's the one that people keep coming back for. So I'm very proud to have it on the list, actually. I think out of all the orange wines that we've ever tried I'm um, going back to kind of what Annalise said this was this is by far probably the most approachable um, for someone who is not maybe not familiar with a lot of this heavy skin contact orange wines um, and um, and again going repeating exactly what Annalise said just really quite elegant um, it's um, I think it's from Veneto this yeah this wine um, and um, it is just it's absolutely beautiful you get a lot of quince a lot of pear I think on the palate um, a lot of freshness and it's just it's really beautiful 
Uh, it's absolutely delicious. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not getting so much in the nose. Maybe it seems a little bit chilled, maybe. Um, so I'm not getting too m many aromas. It's not giving up too much of its secrets right now. But the flavor, once it gets into the mouth, that is a stunning wine. I love that. Four fantastic orange wines, two lovely owners, and one great place to discover orange wine in Peckham. As ever, the West Wine Kitchen details are below. And I would love to hear from you on Facebook or Instagram at Interpreting Wine. See you next time.